This country was built on a distinctly American work ethic. But today, work is in trouble. We've outsourced most of our manufacturing to other countries. And with that, we sent away good jobs and diminished our capability to make things. American Giant is a clothing company that's pushing back against this tide. They make a variety of high-quality clothing and activewear, like sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more. All made right here in the USA, from growing the cotton to adding the final touches. So when you buy American Giant, you create jobs for seamsters, cutters, and factory workers in towns and cities across the United States. And it's about more than an income. Jobs bring pride, purpose. They stitch people together. If all that sounds good to you, visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with promo code STAPLE20. This is the Sasquatch's Monsters of the Clubhouse. Tales of when athletes throw it all away and end up behind bars or worse. Hello and thank you very much for tuning into Chapter 10, um, Volume 3, Monster Clubhouse or Part 2 of Mike Vick and the Bad News Cannons. So as discussed in Part 1, Mike Vick had lost his contract with Atlanta Falcons and he had faced time in prison owing to his involvement in the Bad News Kennels. So what exactly were the Bad News Kennels? The Bad News dogfighting investigation began in April of 2007 with a search of a property in Surrey County, Virginia owned by Atlanta Falcons football quarterback Michael Vick and the subsequent discovery of evidence of a dogfighting ring in Newport News, Virginia. Over 70 dogs, mostly pit bull terriers, with some said to be showing signs of injuries, were seized along with physical evidence during several searches of Vic's 15-acre property by local, state and federal authorities. In July of 2007, Vic and three other men were indicted on federal offences and state felony charges relating to a six-year-long continuing criminal enterprise of an interstate dogfighting ring known as Bad News Kennels. The name based upon a local nickname from Newport News, Vic's hometown. Allegations included Vic's direct involvement in dogfighting, high-stakes gambling and brutal executions of dogs. Public outcry resulted from widespread news media publication of the details, which included hanging, drowning, electrocuting, vertical slamming, and shooting dogs. These were public demonstrations by both Vic supporters and animal rights activists. In consequence, many companies who had been paying for his endorsements withdrew Vic products from retail marketing when he was convicted. By August 20th, all the defendants on the initial federal charges, including Vic, had agreed to guilty pleas under plea bargains agreement, apparently avoiding facing the possibility of additional and more serious charges under the powerful Racketeer Influenced and Corruptions Organisations Act. 
U.S. District Attorney Judge Henry E. Hudson, who was not bound by sentencing recommendations and plea agreements, had previously advised two of the defendants that the aggravated circumstances involving executing the dogs warranted an upward revision of the sentencing guidelines. The single felony charge carries a maximum sentence of five years. On November 30th, Peace and Phillips were sentenced by Judge Hudson to 18 and 21 months in federal prison respectively. The punishments were higher than recommended by federal prosecutors and included three years of supervised probation following their release from prison. During the sentencing, an attorney for Quanis Phillips argued that his client came from a culture in which dogfighting was an accepted practice. He further claimed that Phillips grew up around it and that it was a proving ground for young men to demonstrate their strength, adding that dogfighting was an accepted and acceptable activity in their world. They attended dogfighting as youths and then after Vic signed his first NFL contract, suddenly there's money for these young men to go with dogs, get involved in this world. Judge Hudson responded that while they might have grown up seeing dogfighting as normal behaviour, that did not temper guilt in this case, as he pronounced a sentence which exceeded the guidelines and plea agreement recommendations. He stated, you may have thought this was sporting, but it was very callous and cruel. I hope you understand that now. At the time of the November 30 hearings for Peace and Phillips, Vic was being held at Northern Neck Regional Jail in Warsaw, Virginia, where he had turned himself in early while awaiting sentencing on the federal convictions on December 10, 2007. Vic received a harsher sentence than Peace and Phillips after Hudson concluded that the suspended Atlanta Falcons quarterback lied about his direct involvement in killing the dogs and about his marijuana use, which was detected in a drug test, as well as his greater role in the criminal enterprise and lesser cooperation during the early investigation. Taylor, who was alleged to have had a greater role in the conspiracy than Peace and Phillips, was also due to be sentenced on December 10th, but like Peace and Phillips, had agreed to testify against Vic at trial before he also accepted a plea agreement. In addition to federal actions, a parallel state investigation was also underway. Surrey County Prosecutor Gerald L. Poindexter later described the information contained in the federal plea agreements as a roadmap to indictments. Plea bargains with federal prosecutors would have no official standing in the local case against any of the four federal co-defendants. Double jeopardy concepts would not apply to state and federal overlapping cases. In September of 2007, all four men convicted in the federal case were also indicted by the Surrey County Grand Jury on state family charges relating to dogfighting under state laws after indictments were returned by a local grand jury in Surrey County, Virginia. Vic faced two family counts under state laws and his trial in Surrey County Circuit Court was initially set for April 2nd, 2008. 
2008. The maximum penalty, if then convicted on the state charges, was 10 years in a state penitentiary. On November 25th, 2008, Vic pleaded guilty to a single count of dogfighting and was given a three-year suspended sentence. In December of 2009, Sports Illustrated named Michael Vick and the dogfighting investigation as one of the top 10 sports news stories of the decade of the 2000s. The case drew widespread publicity to the issues of animal abuse and dogfighting. It also drew attention to unlawful gambling and drug activities which authorities claim often accompany dogfighting. Subsequently, Vic and three other principals were convicted of federal offence conspiracy charges and imprisoned. Vic was suspended by the NFL and ordered to pay the Atlanta Falcons back a portion of his earnings and lost endorsement deals worth millions more with other creditors also attempting to collect millions of dollars in debt. In July 2008, Vic filed for Chapter 11 or reorganized bankruptcy protection. All in all, Michael Vick spent a total of 23 months in prison. Once released, he, to be fair, um, spent a large amount of time rehabilitating both himself and his image. And after his release from prison, Vick was mentored by former Indianapolis Colts coach, Tony Junji. The prospect of his return to professional football was subject to much conjecture as his suspension and incarceration continued. In 2007, ESPN's John Clayton said few general managers were in strong enough position to consider taking a chance on Vic. And even then, most NFL owners would be concerned about a fan and media back backlash. There was no such chance also of Vic resurrecting his career in the Canadian Football League, he said, following a furore in 2007 over Ricky Williams playing there while serving a suspension. The CFL banned players currently suspended by the NFL. In any case, Clayton said it would be nearly impossible for a convicted felon to get a Canadian work visa. He did think, however, that Vic would be unstoppable if he decided to play in the Arena Football League. Vic, however, signed a one-year contract with the Philadelphia Eagles on August 13, 2009. The contract was worth $1.6 million with no money guarantee. It contained a team option for the 2010 season worth $5 million. Vic was allowed to participate in all team practices and meetings as well as the Eagles, Eagles last two preseason games. He was eligible to play in the third week of the regular season. Starting quarterback Donovan McNabb told reporters he gave coach Andy Reid the idea to sign Michael Vick. Vick was activated to the 53-man roster in mid-September and played sparingly for the rest of the season as McNabb's backup. In week 13 against the Falcons, Vic both threw and ran for a touchdown. His first scores since December of 2006. Vic was voted by teammates as the winner of the Ed Block Courage Award in December. The award honours players 
who exemplify commitment to the principles of sportsmanship and courage. It means a great deal to me, Vic said at the time. I was voted unanimously by teammates. They know what I've been through. I've been through a lot. It's been great to get to come back and have an opportunity to play and be with a great group of guys. I'm just ecstatic about that and I enjoy every day. The Eagles finished that season with an 11-5 record, making the playoffs. In the team's NFC wildcard game against the Dallas Cowboys on January 9th, 2010, Vic threw the longest touchdown pass of his career to rookie Jeremy Macklin for a 76-yard touchdown. Fortunately, the Eagles did lose that game, 34-14. Reed named Donovan McNabb the starter for the 2010 season, but McNabb was traded to the Washington Redskins and Kelvin Kolb was named the starter. While relegated to second-string role, Vic said he knew he could still play at a high level. Asked if he wanted the Eagles to pick up the second year of his contract, he said, I hope so. I feel like I'm probably better than I ever was in my career as far as the mental aspect of the game. The Eagles exercised his option for 2010 in March and Vic received a 1.5 million roster bonus. Andy Reid named Vic the Eagles starting quarterback on September 21st after Kolb suffered a concussion. Vic performed well in his stead in his second game as an Eagles starter versus the Jags. Vic led the Eagles to a 28-3 win, throwing for 291 yards and three touchdowns. He also rushed for another. He was named the NFC Offensive Player of the Month for September. He suffered a bit of a setback, however, as he suffered a rib cartilage injury in Week 4 against the Redskins and was replaced by Cobb. Vic had passed for 49 yards with three carries for 17 yards in the game prior to his injury. In week 10, Monday Night Football against the Washington Redskins on November 14th, Vic passed for a staggering 333 yards and four touchdowns, while rushing for another 80 yards and another two touchdowns. Vic threw an 88-yard touchdown pass to Deshaun Jackson on the first play from scrimmage in the game and went on to help lead the Eagles to a 59-28 victory. Vic was named the NFC Offensive Player of the Week following his performance and the Pro Football Hall of Fame asked for his game jersey to display after he became the first player to pass for three touchdowns and rush for two touchdowns in the first half of a game. In a game later in the season against the New York Giants, Vic led a four-quarter rally to erase a 21 points deficit. He scored three touchdowns to tie the game with under two minutes left and Deshaun Jackson returned the Giants' last punt of the game for a touchdown to win the game as time expired. It's obviously a game that's referred to as the miracle at New Meadowlands 2. Vic finished the season with 3,018 yards passing, 21 touchdowns, just 6 interceptions, and a passer rating of 100.2. He had 100 carries for 676 yards and 9 touchdowns. Philadelphia ended with a 10-6 record in 2010 and made the playoffs. They did, however, lose to eventual winners, the Packers, 21-16, in the wildcard round. Vic made his fourth Pro Bowl after the season and was named the Eagles' starting quarterback. The Associated Press and Sported News named him the NFL Comeback Player of the Year. 
He also won the Bert Bell Award on March 4, 2011. And in early 2011, the Eagles placed their franchise tag on Vic. He signed the one-year tender on March 2nd. And on August 29th, Vic and the, and the Eagles announced they'd agreed on a six-year, $100 million contract with almost $40 million in guaranteed money. Led by Vic, Philadelphia finished the 2011 season with an 8-8 record. The team began with a 4-8 record before winning four games in a row to finish the season. The final game of the season was a 34-10 victory on January 1st, 2012 at home against the Washington Redskins. Vic completed 24 of his 39 passes for 335 yards and 3 touchdowns. Vic came into week 1 of the 2012 season as the starter. This was despite a solid showing from rookie Nick Foles in the preseason. Vic led the Eagles to a 17-16 victory week 1 against the Cleveland Browns despite throwing 4 interceptions. The Eagles won their following game against the Baltimore Ravens but lost 27-6 in the third week of the season to the Arizona Cardinals. Facing former teammate Kevin Cobb, Vic completed only 17 of 37 passes with no touchdowns and two lost fumbles. The Eagles went on to beat the New York Giants but then lost three straight games. And after the third loss against the Falcons, on October 28th, calls for coach Andy Reid to replace Vic with Foles intensified. Reid, however, refused to make the move. The Eagles lost another game against the New Orleans Saints and Vic remained the starting quarterback for Week 10 against the Dallas Cowboys. Vic was injured in that game which the Eagles lost and was replaced by Foles. On December 3rd, after Vic had already been sidelined for three weeks, Reid officially names Foles the starter for the remainder of the season. After Foles' injury in Week 16, Vic was named the starter for the season finale against the Giants in New York. And Vic went 19 for 35 for 197 yards with a touchdown and interception. He also ran five times for 25 yards. The Eagles, however, lost the game 42-7 to end the season with a 1-5 divisional record and 4-12 overall record. On February 11, 2013, the Eagles and Vic agreed on a one-year restructured contract worth up to 10 million. New head coach Chip Kelly announced that Vic Foles and rookie Matt Barkley would compete for the starting job. After a stellar preseason, Vic was able to reclaim his starting job from Foles, who was named Vic's backup. Vic started it well winning his first game against the Redskins and throwing his first career 400-yard game in a close loss to the Chargers with four passing touchdowns, two rushing touchdowns and no interceptions in the two-game stretch. After that, Vic suffered losses against Kansas and Denver, where he threw for one touchdown and three interceptions. In the game against the Giants, Vic was 6 for 14 for 105 yards when he suffered a hamstring injury. Nick Foles came in and played stellar in his place, going 8-2 as a starter while throwing 27 touchdowns to only two interceptions. Vic saw his only playing time in a 15-7 loss to the Giants where he was 6 for 9 for 30 yards and an interception. But he again suffered an injury, this time to his quadriceps, and was replaced by rookie Matt Barkley, who played even worse. 
Foles returned the following week and Vic spent the rest of the season as the backup, making only one more appearance in a blowout win against the Chicago Bears. This kind of brings to an end Vic's time in Philly. He then kind of bounced around and was kind of a backup quarterback in Pittsburgh and in New York in the Jets. He is, I suppose, a cautionary tale of getting involved with the wrong crowd. Um, he was thankfully able to resurrect his image and he's done an awful lot of good for animal rights since his arrest. He pledges millions annually to education um, on kind of animal welfare in kind of areas of socioeconomic disadvantage. That's about as far as the tale goes. He's You'll see him, I suppose, weekly on ESPN, American talk shows, giving his take on the NFL at present. But he is, I suppose, the first introduction the NFL ever really had to this high-functioning, functional pass for 300 yards, run for 100 yards, that we that's become so prevalent in the game, a la Patrick Mahomes, a la Josh Allen, a la Lamar Jackson. Um, so he was a trendsetter. But look, that is the end of the tale of Mike Vick and the Bad News Kennels. Hope you enjoyed the story. It's a very important story to myself, personally speaking. Um, but it looks, was leave a comment. Make sure to like, comment, subscribe wherever you find this podcast. Sasquatch out.